Welcome to Pint Night Podcast. This is Shane. This is Rudy. And Greg, can you please introduce yourself and what you are a part of here, sir? Wonderful. Yes, my name is Greg Emil, and I'm a member of the Austin Zingerunde. Of course, that's the oldest German ethnic, well, ethnic club here in Austin. And I've been a member for about three years. I started out as an active member. That means I was a member of the men's chorus, Menachor. And this year, I decided to become a passive member because I had something else I wanted to do on Monday nights. <laughs> so that, that means I get to come to events like this and enjoy uh, all my friends just like I would. Uh, the other thing that I'd like you to know about is the, how the uh, Zengerunde is organized. So it was first created in 1879. It is the oldest continuously operating corporation in the state of Texas. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. And the original articles of incorporation were written in German and are still in effect. They were filed in German with the state of Texas and are still in effect. So this is the 150th anniversary in Texas, is that correct? This is the 150th anniversary, the birthday, as it were, of Schultz's Beer Garden. Okay. So Schultz's started and was independent of the Zangerunda. The Zangerunda came a little bit later. The uh, folks in Austin, the German community, got together and started singing in the 1860s, but didn't formally become a, a corporation until 1879. So, even so. But the... Uh, the Articles of Incorporation laid down how the group was organized. Now, I, as a passive member, that means that I don't have a, a right to vote on the business decisions of the organization. And there's there are many members of the group that are passive members. In fact, if you're a bowler, that means you're a passive member. Okay. And it's only the, the men's chorus that gets to vote on the business of the organization. There's also a women's chorus, so there's the three groups, but only one of the three decides policy and how things operate. And it's just, it's the way the corporation was set up all this long time ago, and we're very reluctant to change that charter, because it's, there's a lot of tradition there, and it's, it's been working for us. We had actually had the pleasure of meeting Mark. I guess Mark is the chairman. Mark of the Young. membership committee, yeah. Yeah, so what is your relationship with him? He and I were both members of the membership committee when I was an active member. So I worked with him to help, you know, get folks on board. Okay. Yeah. So, so I guess you're familiar with, I guess, uh, back whenever the, uh, the German colonization back in Texas was involved. Can you get, tell us more about that? I don't have a, a perfect history of that, but I do understand that there were several uh, noblemen from Germany who came over to Texas, and they brought their they brought other people from their community over to start to start getting into to start settling in Texas. Okay. So it was it was a very big uh, community here in, in Central Texas, in particular in Texas in general. And there are many still uh, ethnic German organizations, yeah, often who have a singing component, that are still active in, in Texas. So where else do you guys perform, or where else do you guys act at? Every year there's a, uh, a Texas get-together of all the groups, and it, it varies you know, from year to year where that happens. This past year it was in 
uh, Houston. The year before, it was in uh, San Antonio. Or maybe I got the two mixed up. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it moves around. So when you were an active member, you said you sang. Is that correct? Right. I was a member of the men's chorus. I was That's a bass. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And so unfortunately, like tonight, I haven't heard you, uh, the men's chorus hasn't played tonight. Is that correct? Correct. We haven't sung. In fact, we have two different Oktoberfests. This is the public Oktoberfest. And that means we invite all of everybody, right. you know, 700 right. people, 900 people, whatever it is. And then there's a member Oktoberfest that happens earlier in October. And so all the members come. The public is invited, but we don't advertise it as widely. Right. And at that event, the members do sing. Both the men's chorus, the women's chorus, and the mixed chorus get together and sing. That's, okay, so... I mean, unfortunately, you guys weren't here to sing, but we have like a lot of great German musicians here tonight. Absolutely. Um, some that we're playing tonight. Um, for, for the people that aren't listening, uh, what do you recommend for other people to hear and say, okay, like this is great, authentic German music? Do you, do you have like a something that you recommend for them? You know, I really don't because I'm an American. I mean, I was born and raised in the in the U.S. My ties to German are through my education. I took right. German for ten years in uh, starting in grade school. Uh, so I don't have that kind of ethnic connection that uh, other folks who have been members of this group have had. Um, so, in terms of authentic, there's certainly plenty of stuff on the internet. But honestly, in terms of folks of uh, your generation, they listen to English language music. Their stuff is our stuff. Oh, really? Absolutely. Wow. So there's a big influence there. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it's a very much a world community in terms of how music has changed and evolved. Right. And there's a lot of fun Tejano music that has heavy uh, German influences over there. You know what? I hear that sometimes. I really yeah. do. Absolutely. I understand that. Yeah. There's the umpa and the brass. That's all there yeah. because of the German influence. That's awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested in, in how you guys came to have a Pint Night podcast. <laughs> well, it was actually, so we've been only around for about three months, and we do a podcast. Um, we're just talking about how um, we love drinking beer, right. and we love talking about beer, but our knowledge about beer and the background of beer, it's not that extensive. True. So we're trying to develop and establish a background about beer. And I, we're, it's basically like a learning process for not only yeah. ourselves, but our listeners. Sure. And as a matter of fact, tomorrow we're starting our very first micro, like, excuse me, home brewery. Wonderful. So tomorrow is our first home brew, and we're going to try, like, starting brewing from the, from, the, from the ground up. And hopefully we can get people not only, like, understanding beer, other than just enjoying it, but... The, the biology behind it right. and do it for, on their own just like right. us like we're, we're trying to develop people in from just drinking beer to like beer connoisseurs really yeah absolutely and I have a little more insight on that so I have a little bit more knowledge in beer um, that's where I kind of met these guys these guys had a great podcast they had a great premise uh, there wasn't really a lot of following for people who you know drink beer and know a lot more than average Right. person sure. on beer uh, and what what I think that I bring to the table when I help these guys out and they help us we help each other out is oh, yeah. that we kind of want to bring some more information that isn't readily accessible whenever uh -huh. you whenever you dig into it online so just have you know the boundaries and have uh, 
a great aspect of the principles and the craftsmanship that comes into brewing beer. Oh, yeah. And, you know, not only is it just about beer, it's about the culture, it's about, you know, everybody's palate, and it's about, you know, just having, you know, pride in what you take in. It's an art form for me. Right. Well, this is a great event to start on that. At the other end of uh, this line here is the advertisement for the Texas... The Austin Homebrew Festival, which is November 4th, happening right here at Absolutely. the I'm very familiar with that. I hope yeah. I can go. I'm actually going to the Fallback Festival in November. I told uh-huh. these guys, and I think they're going to go. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a very honest event you know, about homebrewing. You get to learn the basics. Uh, right. Earlier today was the Yachttoberfest, which is a, a little micro... It's not a microbrew. It's a homebrewers uh-huh. in the Rosedale neighborhood. They get together and enjoy, the, invite the public, and they raise money for uh, Heifers International, which is the organization that gives yaks or heifers to people who need them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they've raised over $10,000 over the last few years doing that. So that would be another resource. You can look up the Oktoberfest on the internet and find them. That's awesome. Because really, they're all homebrewers. Because our idea behind this is we want to start off small. We don't we don't charge anybody anything. We just sure. do it for fun. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we want to raise money and we want to find some sort of cause that we can put our money towards. Um, yeah. Uh, back in my hometown, New Mexico, I I'm a uh, we did ranch, so sure. uh, Cowboys for Cancer Research is something we did. So team roping, roping—that's kind of what I like. My background is, and a lot of like uh, my other friend over here does as well. But we're looking for something that we can put our money into to help others because at the end of the day, we a lot of us work together. We work together, sure, me, yeah, myself, and Rudy, yeah. and we have our day jobs. But if we could do something where we could raise money to help others, that's all that matters. You know that. I'm really glad to hear that. I've been interested in co-ops for a long time. And Austin is a very good town for co-ops. Of course, there's the um, Black Star Brew Pub. Oh, the Black Star Co-op. Up yeah, north. yeah, right. They're the first co-op in Texas, in the world, really, for uh, microbrewing. Brew Pub, excuse me. And I'm, I've really been interested in uh, co-ops for, as a model for replacing all of this Absolutely all the right. all the income disparity yeah. that's so prevalent and such a real social problem in our country. Oh yeah, I think it's a great way. It's a very way to make a change. To come and get together, you know, and it's something that the community can be proud. And I think that Austin can probably be more of that. It's going into that. You know, we see a lot of breweries per capita here. We're actually right. very spoiled. Um, and I think that's the only place that is very integrated. Not a lot of people know about that because the craft brewing scene is still blowing up in America. Yeah. But eventually, hopefully, it'll come to that. You know, you can have the different aspects of every person in each be individualized in each, uh, you know, community co-op. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much opportunity for co-ops. In Spain, there's a whole, I mean, a very large segment oh, yeah. of the economy is built on co-ops. And there's no reason that we can't do that here. Starting small and sharing the capital that we, we gain. Yeah, I feel like the people here in Austin, like if there's a co-op, they really embrace it. And Absolutely. I think that if we could just uh, really turn co-ops into our main source of income to help each other out, yes. we'd be a better community for it. Absolutely. I mean, there's local business, and that's great. But it's still a capital model. If you're right. building co-ops in your local community, you're really building the community. So I, I, I definitely I love that. 
would love to get behind that. It's pe people helping people, and I, I love that so much. Yeah, yeah I really do. Yeah. You, you mentioned Spain and part of Europe. Did you go with Mark whenever he went to Munich uh, to the Oktoberfest? I didn't get to go with him, no. No, no. no I, was, I had a chance to go to the Oktoberfest. I was there in 2008. I was in Dresden at a language school in uh, late September. And I decided not to go because <laughs> the way it works at Oktoberfest is that when you go, you have to get there at 11 a.m. And because there's only so many tickets for the places in the tent. Right, yeah, yeah. And you have to have a beer that you're working on every minute of the day that you're there. And they give you a one liter beer and you're expected to drink that thing. And I'm drink. all for it. I mean, that. basically, you know, you have to be an alcoholic <laughs> <laughs> to be able to survive Oktoberfest in Munich. I think wow. being in Austin tonight, knowing that the alcohol is so. I have some work to do. So, yeah, it's really high, not to say that as a compliment. I think that we can hold our own when we go to Munich. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, I've reached an age where I've decided I want to. Wave at the people who are right. doing that yeah, rather yeah. than be the person doing it. So. Absolutely. Well, Greg, thank you so much for spending your time with us. You bet. I really thank appreciate you. it. Um, and I want our viewers, our listeners, excuse me, to know where they can. Um, like, a lot of them, they're not necessarily from Austin. We do have a lot of great people outside of Texas, yeah. even. Um, where can they find you guys at uh, through social media or through through the internet? Well, you know, uh, we don't have a whole lot in the way of social media. In fact, I don't think we have any social media presence. Can't have an STD because but of you. we are, but we are. And now, every single. Okay, so we had a little German scuffle tonight, but that's okay. It was a good time. Greg, you were talking to us a little bit about where we can... I know you guys don't have much social media, but I really want to get the word out for your uh, sure. for your environment and what you guys are a part of and what you guys do, because you've been around for so long. What, what could people do to understand and see what you guys do? Do you guys have a website? We do, you know, and it's... Austin Zengrunde. Now, of course, I pronounced it the German way, so I'll have to spell that out. Austin, of course, and then S-A-E-N-G-R-N-G-E-R-R-U-N-D-E dot O-R-G. Perfect. So, and if, if you just go in uh, to the inter your favorite search engine, and I prefer DuckDuckGo, and you should too, <laughs> yeah. you would look up uh, Zengrunde. Austin, and you don't have to know you don't have to know the whole thing, and you'll find it. Perfect. Yeah, Greg, thank you so much. Uh, this was an interesting way to end our podcast tonight. <laughs> Not a normal thing, but you know what? Um, I really appreciate you handling yourself like a like a good gentleman and, thank you. and dealing with Absolutely. the crowd. Thank you so much um, again, Greg. Yes, Rudy. Absolutely. This That's is Shane here. We have transplants and, come to uh, Austin. Wunderschön. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cheers. Off with it. Cheers. Prost. Prost.